Player 2 Pixelcast episode 65. My name is Tim Henderson. And you just dropped out, Tim. Oh, good. No, I I'll do something. Let's, 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 let's start that way. again. Way. Way awesome. All let's, right. You just dropped out for like just as you started the intro. It was wonderful timing. <laughs> Perfect. It worked oh, really well. Just yeah. kiss. <laughs> just kiss. All right. Three, two, one. Take Player 2 Pixcast episode 65. My name is Tim Henderson. I am sitting within touching distance of my router, and hopefully you can still hear me clearly because of it, but fuck who knows. You so, you're with us? Yes, I am. You're with us? Can you still hear me clearly? I can hear you. Loud and Excellent. clear. Excellent, the internet, the internet is not yet broken. You can hear you so, cannot see him because everything is broken. These are the things we put up with in this wonderfully tech-connected world that Never works. The tech not working. I mean, we are calling internationally for free for as long as we like. Perhaps we shouldn't complain too much. But, um, yes, we also have Sean. You're back and you don't have to get up at, like, stupid o'clock tomorrow morning. No, I get to sleep in until, like, you know, 7.30 because children. But, um, yes, at least I'm not leaving for work at 6.30. So I can, you know, avail you with my wonderful stories or really not so wonderful, but, you know, my stories anyway. Your stories of, like, knowing you're an adult where 7.30 seems like a pretty okay lion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've actually had those days, I think, even this year. It's like, I don't have to get until 7.30. That's not too bad. <laughs> or I can, just, I can handle just, that. Oh, hey, there are days when, like, you know, I've got out of bed at, like, 7.30 and the wife's like, oh, I was going to let you sleep in. I'm like, I have slept in. This is great. I'm, I'm feeling great. <laughs> we are literally spot. We are... I, spiraling towards grandpa talk and I don't think any of us are even in our 40s yet <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> yes <laughs> tomorrow that may, that may change by the time you're listening to this actually. yes it would have yes. changed <laughs> yes everybody um, please send that birthday greetings I guess I don't know I mean, you will have to send them though because I may have mentioned it. very very merciful small things we are all in different parts of the world and we are calling each other for free and Sydney is a shit show. And other parts of Australia keep on going in and out of shit shows, but at least they're acting fast enough for it to be smaller shit shows. So we're going to kind of give over the second half of this episode. So basically, kind of just talk about the games that kind of like focus less on the game itself and like just create an environment where you feel like you're like helping people out or with your friends and it's more about hanging out than actually playing the game. And just trying to recapture a little bit of just chilling with mates. When you physically can't chill with mates. Also, I should mention it's like 36 degrees over here right now and I am melting. No chill. Not chill at all. Very <laughs> hot, very warm and humid. And there's no air conditioning in this room. Excellent. If you heard beeping, I apologize not. That is my fan. Um, but we do we do have games before that. You know what? I'm going to start with something very cool. I'm going to like try and cool it down with the games. Yuso, you got to play that new What with Psychonauts 2, which I have never heard anything about personally ever, despite apparently introducing it to the world. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I It was very, very cool. And what was even cooler is, and unlike you, I didn't get a one-on-one, but I did get a sit-in with uh, Tim Schaefer uh, in a, a little press session, which is, you know, very cool from my perspective. He's, a, he's certainly a developer I've followed for a very long time. Hmm. Um, so I've been playing, well, I played about, uh, they gave us quite a good chunk. They gave us four, four worlds to play through, uh, four different 
I guess, brains. For those that don't know, in Psychonauts, all the all the worlds are based around the psyche of a of a certain character. Psychonaut um, basically means psychological astronaut. Yeah, yes. So, uh, in the first game, you had the conspiracy theory one and all that sort of stuff. And so, what I've played so far, I've there's a new power called mental connection, which is a very cool way to zip around and what you, it's used for puzzles as well, where you connect ideas and you can create new mental connections within the subject. So, the fir- the first level is just kind of a tutorial level, which is fine. The next level is this level where you've created a connection in one of the, the psychonauts' uh, leaders' brains that's wrong. So what you've done is you've taken... You've created a risk uh, connection to happiness uh, and created this new world in her brain by making that connection. Uh, and it, it's this big casino, essentially, is this world and everything's a risk and it's all about, you know, risk and reward and you've got to kind of fix ah. your stuff up. So, yeah. <laughs> so, she's she's a bean counter at Psychonauts and she's risk adverse and uh, Raz wants to go on a mission. So, he goes in and creates this risk connection that's a good idea and then all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's kind of broken her uh, so and you've got, you've got to fix bro- it. Kind of got to go blow up the pokies. Yeah, 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 and it's it's that's like that's the sort of creative thinking that's going in here um, with a really cool boss battle. There's another one where you're going into a mind of a writer, and you you need to find her her novel, which is no longer in print. Um, so you go into her mind to try and find it, and it's like this giant library. Um, and there's a librarian there, so she, that's that's kind of telling her that she's a terrible writer and all this stuff, and it's kind of this theme of this writer that doesn't believe in themselves, you know, with with imposter syndrome, with, which you know that that sort of thing that we can all connect with. Is, that is probably the Tim Schafer level. That is possibly the Tim Schafer level. Yeah, so that was very cool. And the first level's in the mind of a dentist. Um, so if you don't like dent. <laughs> dental cool, 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 yeah cool. yeah there's a lot of that in there uh very cool and then the, the fourth world is like the hub world which is the psychonauts headquarters so in the first game it was the mm. camp and, and this one it's the camp, psych- yeah. yeah this one it's the psychonauts headquarters uh it is everything you'd want from a sequel to psychonauts so far so all the little niggles and the little janky stuff that was in the first one have been polished and removed. The camera's much better. Combat's significantly better. Uh, all the moves uh, are there that you learnt. Like, there's none of this, you know, you've lost all your moves at the st- second game and you've got to learn them all again. Um, in the in the tutorial level, Raz actually talks about because it's it's literally set the day after the VR game. Uh, so there was the Psychonauts, then there was the Rhombus of Ruin, which is the VR game, and then which I had PSVR, and I like Psychonauts, and even I haven't played that, so yeah, maybe and need to do a refresher. They do at the start of the the game. There's a little refresher, but so this this starts off literally at the end of that game, and uh, Raz actually comments as you're going through, and the Psychonauts tell you, you know, you can use your uh, rolling ball power. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know that. I did that yesterday. And then you just go off and do it. So he makes all these little comments and, and like it's only been a day in the in the life of the, the Psychonauts. Um, so what they've done instead is they've, they've thrown in new powers like the mental connection power. Um, but there's also upgrades to your existing powers because now you're a Psychonaut. 
Um, you can improve your powers to the next level and you can also customize them to a certain extent with this pin system. So, you know, for example, your, your Psy Blast, which is kind of like your, your ranged attack can, uh, you can add a pin to it to make it, you know, set enemies on fire or, or to, you know, split up or to fire faster, you know, depending on how you want to play. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot more RPG ish systems in play this time, I think. Uh, from what what I can gather, but uh, the the platforming is is quality. The humor I I haven't played a game that I laughed out loud as much in these these four levels. I, I seriously spent most of the time giggling at at some of the stuff that was coming out. It's just the writing is bang on. It, it really is. It's been it's, a while since I've played a game that's really made me laugh. It, it, it's just that you just know that Tim's hand is all over this because it feels like you know that Monkey Island. Just kind of slightly off kilter, wit, you know, a little bit weird, but just bang on. And you know, if you miss the joke, you just got to roll with it. But but they they come thick and fast, and yeah, you can see Tim's fingerprints all over it. I'm I'm very excited for the full version of this game, and I'm kind of disappointed now that I did the preview uh, because I'm gonna yeah, you know, it's one of those things and, and I was I, I'm kind of just hanging now for the for the full game to come out so I can jump in where I left off so but uh, yeah I, I think it's going to be very good I think do I you still think... have the save data on your Xbox or PC or whatever you're playing it on yeah I was just playing it on PC so maybe I do so maybe I don't have to go back to the start again but I also kind of rushed I, I didn't spend my time collecting all the little mm. collectibles and things too because I was doing the preview so I'll, I'll probably start again but yeah, there's all those cool things like mental baggage and and uh, things like that that you can find again, and all the little in jokes about the person's I psyche the, and the mental baggage. Yeah, it's all those learned, clever little things. Learned that apparently summer camp is a very normal thing in the US, whereas like on who goes yes. to camp and it's like yeah, it's a very normal thing. <laughs> Yeah, sadly, I think the only bit of jank we will never know about is the difficulty curve. We're not going to find that out until no, until the actual we... reviews come in. Because man, that thing, that first game is really good. Until the Psychonauts, just at least that's of a few years ago when I last played it for the yeah. thing that I was then videoed in, which was then used to introduce Psychonauts to. Although I can't find it anymore. Maybe I've been purchasing the internet. Um. Boy, that last level gets hard really fast. Yeah, I did it does. ask him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, it's a problem. Like with playtesters, it's hard because they had played it so much that they just didn't really see the challenge anymore." Yeah, I think this they, one will they be. They need to address that. Be I think be I know much more balanced. Yeah, and what I what I played was uh, challenging enough, uh, but there's also a god mode they've included, and which was which what started the bloody difficulty whinge again on the internet. Because Tim Shaver yep. came out and said, you know, we've got a god mode in this and that's still playing the game. You're still enjoying it, you know. So I guess we'll see when we, we when it comes out. But I think I think it's going to be... Everything about it seems like a, a lot more polished, obviously, because they've had a bit more time and a bit more money to polish that to a nice shine. And, and yeah, I mean, from what I played, it, it feels pretty final build quality. So, yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be close to final by yeah. now, surely. Like, they're yeah. launching in, what, a month or something? Well, I didn't find it. Usually with these demos, you find little janky bits here and there or graphical glitches and things like that. This one was smooth as butter. There was no problems at all. 
cool. I'm very excited for Psychonauts 2 to be everybody's favorite game of September. Uh, August. August 25. Oh, I see. I just saw it was coming out after my birthday. I yeah. To screw that. August 25. <laughs> Damn. Well, it'll still be everyone's favorite game in September. Mm. That's that's where I'm at. Um. <laughs> no, I, I'm hyped. I, I, I legitimately want to play this. Although, Sean, you are playing a game with a much cooler name by the form of Trigger Witch. Yes. Well, I've just finished playing it um, and got the review up on Player 2. So imagine, if you will, a nice cutesy world with magical creatures, witches, magic, goblins, all of that stuff. And then the witches go find this magical rift, which gives them guns. And they're like, fuck the magic. Let's shoot stuff. And that's basically the premise of Trigger Witch. You, uh, you have very limited magic and you just go around with your, uh, automatic rifle and your pistols and just slaughter all these things, um, every, every which way. Um, it's a bullet hell, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a twin stick bullet hell shooter game. Yeah. Um, like I, I dug it. I really got into it and, um, it's not super long. It only took me about, maybe seven and a half hours to finish it. And that was sort of a- half, half finding some of the stuff. Um, but there's still like more secrets and collectibles and trophies, which can push out the amount of time you're going to spend with seven it. Seven hours I feel is decent. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. And I mean, it's, it's not just one of those ones where it's just like, boom, here's your level, go do the shooting, then load you straight into another level. Like it's a, it's a mix of open world, um, open world with uh slightly non-linear in which you you know in in both parts of the like you know it's split up into three acts in the first two acts you're basically told all right you need to do this this and this the first two you can the first two objectives you can pick which order you want to do them and um each each objective leads you to like a dungeon area which is filled with of course lots of things to shoot and kill um but also you'll have some rooms will be locked until you you know clear like three waves of enemies others will have little puzzles which could be you know you got to shoot shoot a shoot a button and then make your way through some traps to the other side of the room before the timer runs out to get through get to get access to like a chest or whatever um, so it's not just the exact same thing over and over and over again. And as you progress through pretty much each dungeon gives you a new weapon, which will in, I think most of them, the new weapon actually helps you to proceed through that level. Like for once, uh, for one of them, you're in this like ice, ice castle thing with ice blocks everywhere. So you find yourself a flamethrower. And you can melt the ice blocks to access new areas and stuff like that. Um, it's got a map. It's got a basic teleport system, so you can sort of zip around because you'll often find yourself having to backtrack in these dungeons. Like, oh, okay, I found a key here. Where was that door again? All oh, right, it's on the other side of the map. So you know, using those little teleporters will help you to. Yeah, that back Nintendo. And you don't make people buy an amiibo to do that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, but, you know, um, you, obviously, as you're getting these weapons, and you can upgrade them as well with spare parts that you find and all these gems you get for killing absolutely everything. Um, you can, like, I, I did find that I tended to sort of rely on mainly two guns. Like, I just upgraded them 
uh, those those two guns of my pistols and would just cycle through them because your pistols you can reload at any time, but your say you've got the assault rifle on the back, you've got to actually unequip it in order for it to reload, and it's got a timer on the reload. Um, so you know you can't just keep using that gun over and over, especially in the early levels. You, you're switching between the assault rifle and your pistol, but I suppose balance wise, like towards the end of the game. I had the assault rifle fully upgraded. I had a heavy blaster, which is like an LMG with a mad clip, and my pistols fully, fully upgraded. And I would just blast every blast what I could with my assault rifle, switch over to the uh, heavy blaster, and before I've even gone halfway through the clip, the assault rifle was reloaded and ready to go. And so I could just cycle through, and there wasn't much uh, incentive to use the other guns. Uh, unless I had to use them to take out a specific enemy or yeah, whatever. There's a lot of games. So, I mean, I, I, I love the game. I, I really enjoyed playing the game overall. I think there were some balance issues with the bosses. Like, there was a couple of fights there where I was ready to throw my controller and just, like, give up. But then other fights further down the track, because I had these upgraded weapons, I just went through them first go. And even some of the final, like the final boss fight is broken up into three stages and two of them I nailed on my first try. So it's, um, yeah, there's definitely some balance issues there, but you, um, you know, it's, it, it's a bit of fun. It's, it's a, it's a nice game that you can just pick up, play for a bit. Um, Aussie developed too. Yes. Rainbite. Um, yeah, the Aussie indie devs, like, you know, it's it's a good game. I, I as I said, I enjoyed playing it. I gave it a B, I believe, yep. in my review. And um, yes, and there is a video on our YouTube channel if you want to have a look and see what it's like. Um, you it know, looks, yeah. I, I love that aesthetically it is so much a mix of Super Nintendo Zelda meets Mother. Mm. And that, and yet you're a witch walking around with an M16. Mm. Oh, and as you as you're blasting these creatures, like there's some of them that look like little, you know, fluffy pink balls, but you just mow them down mercilessly, and you just get blood spatter and little chunks of flesh left where they were. And you know, there's, there's times when I felt a little twinge of guilt, but then I thought, meh, I get gems for killing them. So you know, that, that made it all good. Shiny rewards make up yes. for everything. <laughs> I will murder everything and anything for shiny stuff. <laughs> but it doesn't get grating because when you say that, I suddenly think of Happy Tree Friends and how I like I really enjoyed that old internet show for like two episodes before the whole novelty of cute things doing incredibly violent shit to each other just kind of wore off and it got annoying very fast. <laughs> oh, like there, there is some cute ones, but then you've got you. You do have, like, especially in some of the wave things, you've got that much going on. You've got guys that are shooting, um, like, magical bullets at you. You've you've got ones with, like, grenade launcher type stuff, and it gets really hectic sometimes. Um, oh, excuse me. I played some couch co-op, which is um, because you don't have online play in this, but you do have the ability to drop in and out couch co-op. Um and the the bonus with that is when the second player jumps in, they've got the all the upgrades that you've already unlocked. So they're not at a disadvantage Ooh. whenever they jump into the game. 
And anyway, I originally had planned to do my Player 2 video with uh, my eldest daughter. And we did couch co-op and we made our video and we killed a dragon and everything. Um, unfortunately, the audio due to... Uh, I forgot to toggle a setting in OVS, the audio mm. was way out of sync, so we'd have the combat sounds about 30 seconds after. 30 seconds? Wow. Yeah. It was it was weird, and it took me a little while to figure it out, um, what caused it before I had, before I redid my other one. But going around um, with the co-op is fun, but it, then I also noticed it made things a lot easier. Because um, when we did it, we started a brand new game, and from just after the tutorial bit and we breezed through the first section so having somebody with you will make it that much easier um you know if you are having a lot of trouble you can always just say oh you get over here jump on a controller give me a hand and if they're you know a half confident player that'll, if you have that'll someone you else in your house well yeah yeah um, uh, you know unless you're you know stuck in well, hey, us in New South Wales, we've got our singles bubble now, so you can call call up your singles bubble friend and go, "Oi, I need Very to take important. out this boss. Come over right now." <laughs> very, very important shit that you have to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, Trigger Witch gets my thumbs up definitely. I find it amusing that I'm seeing a physical PS5 copy. I feel like trying to prey on collectors is getting a little bit out of control. Mm. Yeah, well, it's it's East Asia Soft is the publisher, and they're notorious for that. So, but yes. Anyway, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep this kill train going <laughs> because I kind of like I finished up Ratchet and Clank, and I will say, in praise of that game, I used a shit ton of different weapons in that. Yes. Um, and it was like wildly good fun. The more stuff I used, so good job there. It was. Perhaps more than the other ones, like more than just novelty, everything works really well together. And then I was like, I have no more actual PS5 games to play that I've not played already because the last couple, this is Huso's fault for making them his favorite games and making me buy them, were um, Control <laughs> and um, Plague Tale, <laughs> like the last couple of big PS5 um, PS Plus games. And I should maybe actually play a Plague Tale games like that a lot, and that story gets wild. It's wild in all the right ways. It gets very anime even. I forget that France is like a huge anime country and I think that is influencing that game. But that's not what I'm here about. I decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go back to that PlayStation collection. I, there was a bunch of games that I let myself sell with my PS4 really cheap. Just mm. make getting rid of it easier because I knew they were coming back to me the moment I got a PS5. Um, and one of those was, you know, a small little thing called God of War. Mm. Yeah. It's Boy. worth noting that Sony has not gone to the same lengths that Microsoft has, but man, like, they simply removed that 30 frames per second cap on the fidelity mode. Yep. Even off, coming off the back of fucking Ratchet & Clank, PS5 built from the ground up for, God of War is a nice looking game. Oh yeah, I played it not long ago too, and still, still impressive. It, it looks a bit more gamey now that you've been there, but man, yeah. you do not think and go, oh man, I'm having such a last-gen experience right now. No. It is... And it sounds... I forgot how good it sounds. My God, that... Like... I, I'm, I'm speaking like I'm assuming everybody listening to this has actually played it. I guess for like a quick recap, God of War was a kind of dumb, arcadey, often actually quite sexist, just orgy of violence. Yeah. Slash. On hack and slash game. It basically reinvented kind of, Final Fight and things like that for a more modern era, but... 
there was smash buttons around. You had literally axes on chains, effectively. Yeah. Or knives on chains and just cut everything in sight into pools of blood. And I was... I'd enjoyed some of them, but I was done. When they announced the one that I'm playing now, the new one when it is now the old one, I was done. Mm. I had enough of that. And then they just kind of went back and like, what if we actually try to deal with the fact that our main character is such an angry old man arsehole? Well, also, I think, like, wasn't it um, Jaffe in charge of the early ones that, you know... And now you've got Call of Duty. They're two very different leads. Um, I so. think Jeffy was gone for the last couple before this as well. But the tone is like they actually like, you know yeah. what? In many ways, God of War is problematic. What if we took what was problematic about it and actually tried to deal with it? And this seems like the end result. Yeah. So what you're left with is said God of War, um, very Spartan Greek God, and he's now basically moved into Norse... Norse um, God area, so it's very snowy when it starts out, and he's swapped his chains um, for an axe, which comes back to him with the most satisfying sound effect in the world. You can yeah. throw that thing and then just like summon it back and it just goes thump into his hands, and it never doesn't feel great. And his wife is dead, and he has a kid, and he does not know how to be a parent. No. And they actually handle that partly through just very, very good voice acting pretty well um, and but the thing is the combat is still very visceral probably more visceral than before actually like you feel the hits a lot more and very violent I think because but, it's more in your face too that closer over the shoulder yeah. perspective and it I it may even be more violent but it, I think like it feels more personal like it is kind of like letting you know it's like hey this shit is fucked up yeah. Even when he gets full on Dragon Ball, it's like this shit is, and it does go full Dragon Ball occasionally. But he's always like, "Man, this 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 shit is um, not cool." And even the way that Kratos will frequently talk about how maybe you shouldn't worship these Greek and other ancient society gods that much because a lot of them are assholes. Yeah, but it's gone from that to and then. So the fact, like, the first woman you'd come across in those old games would just have really cheesy, dumb sex mini-games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time you come across someone, like, she's a witch, and she literally just sends you out picking flowers for her, and it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> like, you can, like, just imagine, like, Kratos growing a tail just so it can, like, swing between his legs. <laughs> I must admit, like, I'd never played any of the God of Wars prior to this one. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't even recommend yeah, it at this point. No. Yeah, well, I I still haven't. Um, but you know, it's sort of it, it was interesting how to me how they you know referred to it, and they're like, okay, even Kratos is like, essentially, he's like, okay, what I did was fucked up, and I'm trying to sort of move past it. Yeah, you know, and and yet he's dragged back into this world, and especially the way he sees his son starting to go down that path as well. Mm. Like, even for a while, I was thinking, you fucking little shit, you know? That's the worst part of the game. I haven't gotten there again yet, but man, Atreus does become legitimate shit for a couple of hours. And it feels super blunt too. Like, everything in that game is handled so deftly, except for that little part where all of a sudden, like, there's a switch and he's gone from lovable kid to fuckwit in, like, two seconds flat. 
I mean, to, you, be, to be fair, when puberty kicks in, like I've seen <laughs> that with my daughter at the moment. You know, one week she was fine, and the next minute she's like a, 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 a right. Well, I'm not going to say it out loud. Yeah, but you get the you get the meaning. We know exactly you know, what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like it just after going on that whole journey up to that point to see him switch like that was really just yeah. Like it just put me off. You know, a bit, but I, you know, I did push. It through doesn't it last long, thankfully. Yeah, hmm. but it's interesting because they they walk such a good tightrope with Kratos, where he's still an asshole the entire time. Yeah, yeah. But like, he's it's like he's a guy who has figured out that he has major anger management issues, which he does clearly in a society that has no treatment for anger management issues. Yeah, I, and look, Chris, Chris Judge playing Kratos that it's got to be the best voice casting Mm. ever just bang on yeah oh my yeah there is so much nuance it's not like he just has a big powerful gravelly voice there is so much nuance to like all the internal struggle and everything that's going on it'd be top five voice performances in video games ever easily if not the top I I struggle to think of one that's better well, I don't have this in front of me, but I would. It would be a contender for sure. Yeah. Um, it's worth my. Like it still actually does play very well once you get used to it. They do have a lot more leveling up stuff, which I'm, I'm mixed about the whole upgrade your gear and you kind of get in this scenario where if you can go exploring, but if you go to that island, you're gonna die in one hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, but for the most part, that's still pretty well handled. I, I kind of like the dialogue. Um, it's kind of appropriate now that one of the um two dwarves that you meet is the biggest germaphobe in the world <laughs> I, I'm completely forgotten about that but they do and I'm curious how they're going to handle this with the sequel which I'm now looking forward to even more and actually I feel like I may be going to compromise some of the gameplay stuff but like at least aesthetically I'm like now even though it's cross gen actually back on the hype train for the next one but um, Atreus is actually used mechanically really well I mean, yeah. sometimes it's kind of funny. I like, I love the way, like, no matter where you are, like, the kid will teleport onto your back whenever you're going to climb somewhere. Yep. But the way he's just kind of like just an archer on command for whatever you're looking at is kind of great. And especially how he starts off like piss weak, but then you know mm. you, you almost don't bother using him in the beginning of the game, but then as you level him up, it just makes combat that gives you that many more options in the combat on how to handle yeah. a situation and whatever. I mentioned this is my second play around. I was a bit more aware of how, like, had some muscle memory of how useful he becomes. Yeah. He's actually pretty useful early on just for, like, slowing stuff down and distracting yeah. stuff. Like, Give, giving that, you that, that extra like, breath of air between battles. It gives battles. you a moment yeah. to catch up. Admittedly, I've, I've only done my first playthrough of it, so it is mm-hmm. on my list to do again, um, especially before Ragnarok comes I'd out. I have to say... If you do get your hands on a PS5, do like that 60. This is a game that really benefits from that 60 frames a second. Um, they'd always had the. Yep, Sean is holding up an ugly, ugly colored control pad so they know he has a PS5. <laughs> I bought a black one the first day they became available. Um, <laughs> no, because it did always have a performance mode on PS4, but that mm. performance mode would always wobble between like 40 and 50, and in many ways was less playable than just sticking it on um, fidelity mode and yeah. just sticking with 30. Sticking with but 30. The here it's obviously the PS5 has no problems sticking it. Oh yeah. It was, it was nice to play it without sounding like my PS4 was yeah, going to take it's off quiet, through the roof. It's smooth. 
And as another weird benefit, I found when I was playing in 30 that you could all, I could frequently just see like the little shimmerings from the um, checkerboarding. Yeah. And it seems that the high frame rate, either just time has changed my eyes or, or the frame rate, but it, it just seems that's obvious now. Like it actually looks better, not just smoother, but it, like, yeah, it seems yeah. to smooth over a lot of that stuff that happens as well. So man, it's really good and it's like better than it was before. And it, like I have to put it out there. Like if you have a PS5 and you know, Horizon looks like it's just been delayed. I don't, maybe we will know for sure by the time this episode goes live. Looks like that has been delayed in next year as well. If you don't have any PS5 exclusive content to go down... Because there's not much for the left dig, of the year. rest of the year. Yeah, Kena, dig, that's about it. I think Sony's fine. I think they, they know that the sales are going to be fine. So they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. At least next year. But yeah, maybe yeah, dig into that PS PlayStation 4 collection. <laughs> this indefinitely is absolutely worth a revisit. It is very single player though. Um, when we go back, we're going to move away from that stuff with, you know, games that highlight being with your buddies. Still together, or apart, or together alone, as Crowded House once sang. And fortunately for me, and for Sean, but not for Husa, <laughs> I finished getting my Pfizer in my arm not all that long ago. And I have not been out to a restaurant or done anything with friends in a year and a half. So it, it, it seems that when Australia falls, I get to rise up or something. Yeah, from the ashes or... From the... Phoenix metaphor it, somewhere. I am Isn't way too excited. Welcome to my world. Welcome, welcome to my state of existence for the last eighteen months. I've got about another week to go before the actual, you know, the full effect um, kicks in. Yeah, and I am way too excited about eating like a ten dollar bowl of ramen in a shop. <laughs> I'm always excited about ramen, so it'll be true. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't actually had ramen out in like. Again, over, I haven't been to a restaurant and ramen is not something I would order to take home. No. Like, that's just, just going to get soggy and sloppy by the time it gets to you, even if they are, even if they really, really like it. Yep. Um, so just as this is happening, Sydney has just been plunged down and shit is just popping up all over Australia. So it's bringing back something that I kind of wanted to talk about last year when it was only really affecting me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of games you can play that are... More about the people that you're playing with than the games themselves. Yeah. Which means, you know, we're not really talking about Call of Duty here. We're not getting into competitive multi- multiplayer. It doesn't even have to be multiplayer. Um, I know, for example, Sean, I had to choose between two games to you, and one of them is Death Stranding. Yes. Death Stranding is a weird-ass multiplayer game. It is. It's Well, it's, it's not really a multiplayer game. It's just more that you interact with the 
with the items that other people have built in the world. So, like, you know, um, for example, I got into this mountain area and I'm like, you know what, I've got to climb up this mountain. Oh, somebody's put a zip line here. Let's see how far it goes. And it actually got me like halfway to my destination before I had to do, before I had to actually start walking. Um, yeah. I so, got, when I, I played through that over Christmas period into early new year, I got obsessed with rebuilding that highway and setting oh, up a mountain yes. zipline course for like all the people in my area. And this is maybe, maybe I'm already off top already, topic already because I probably don't know any of the people that I helped out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird in that you just, you know, you, you'll just come along and you'll find object by such and such. You know, you, you throw them a few likes as you go on across, the, across their bridge or whatever. Um, but yeah, you don't really, I, I wouldn't say it's a multiplayer game because you're not really, you don't have any it's, it's real a shared interaction experience, with people. Though. Yeah. It's more just, it's it's more connected world building than anything. Um, you know, going to sort of multiplayer stuff that you just chill with. Um, Valheim, a game that I was getting into there we go. a while ago. Um, I still, I, I've, I'm still only at the point where I've defeated the first first boss. Um, I haven't even decided to take on the, the second boss yet because I would just go in and I'm just like, all right, cool. What am I going to do? You know, I'm upgrading my base. I, um, actually had my father-in-law jump in with me for a bit. And so uh-huh. he's, he's, um, he, he redid my whole inventory structure. So where I just had chests where I'm like, okay, I'll chuck this sort of stuff in here and this sort of stuff in here. He comes in and, you know, I, I'm out chopping down trees i come back and he's got you know chests with signs above each and every one saying what's in them and i'm just like you know this is actually pretty cool i'm, I'm glad i got someone else to do it for me um <laughs> but yeah that's a game where you can just jump in and just you know you can just be like all right let's go farm let's go chop down trees and just grab this shit to to build these structures and 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 do essentially whatever you want um, you know, you, you don't have to go and do the boss stuff. You can, much the same as games like, um, Ark, you know, you can just go in and it's more about just, you know, building everything up and surviving, you know, testing, testing yourself really rather than taking on any, any big boss or trying to beat the game. I do wonder how much with the sort of thing I'm going for here, which is where you're trying to like have the sort of thing that would kind of stand in for being able to have some mates around for some beers. How much just having just menial shit to do in the game matters? Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, like I played Ark with some other friends and it's just like, okay, what do we want to do? You know? All right, well let's go chase down some dinosaurs or, you know, we're going to tame them or we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it just, it gives you, you know, you've got shit to do without having to do what, you know, what necessarily the game expects you to do, Mm. you know, much, much the same as Minecraft. You can try and, you know, yeah, you've got the, the, the aim of the game is to get to the end and kill the ender dragon. I've put tons of hours into Minecraft over the years. I've never once even got near the ender dragon. You know, it's just, oh, okay, hang on, let's let's see if we can build this, you know, full. There was one time I was playing with my brother and we 
built up my little base and I'm like, cool, let's give it a lava moat. So we spent, yeah, spent that a night cool. just doing that. And then I'm like, well, shit, I don't want, I've got to be able to get out of here. How do I do that? <laughs> and, and so we, we ended up sort of, um, it, it was hella dodgy and I'm still not quite sure how it worked, but we managed to make a sort of raising bridge out of the lava. So like we'd flick a switch and be able to then walk out, walk over the lava out of the base into safety do what we wanted to do. I couldn't figure out, we couldn't, well, we couldn't figure out how to get the button to work on the other side to be able to lower it from, you know, so that way we'd be able to operate it on both sides. But it was really cool that we were just like, all right, fuck it, let's just do this and see what we can, see if we can make it work the way we want it to. And we kind of got there. And the fascinating thing there, at least for me, is I would probably have just gotten bored if I was doing that by myself. <laughs> Sometimes, like, you know, things like that, you're challenging yourself in a way, Um, you know, and it's like, okay, I've got this idea. Can I put it into effect and and make it work? So, but then, you know, on on the flip side, like, I know you did mention, you know, we're not talking about Call of Duties here and stuff like that, but, you know... um, there was ages, well, years back when I was working hospitality, I'd knock off work. My other mates would knock off work, and we'd all jump onto battlefield. And individually, we wouldn't really play it. But when we had all of us, we'd jump on, and you know, not necessarily whether we're dominating or whatever, but it's that group dynamic where we had a guy who we had like a guy who was the medic because he stayed alive the longest we'd always be dying so he'd just bring us back to life and keep and so we could keep going you know we we had an engineer to take out tanks uh, and an ammo guy to provide the ammo like we each sort of played our part and playing together it made us a lot more effective than just jumping in there and trying to be you know the lone wolf hero yeah it reminds me um I guess like that one month. I had one amazing month with Rocket League. And then all the actual friends that I had who played it moved on to the next big thing because I move largely in games media circles. <laughs> and I tried to keep on playing it for the month after that and I just kept on getting pissed off. It was a completely different experience. Like half like half of it was actually playing the game. Rocket League is fucking tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But half of it, it was just like, okay, I'm comfortable with this thing now. I understand the mechanics. It's simultaneously like deep but also very straightforward we can just talk random ass shit and play this game for an hour yep yeah exactly you just kick back forget the world and play what i'm curious now is like huso has been dragged into the world of um massive multiplayer online games again yeah i have a couple of times do you have any friends who are playing with you man or you just got pr like somehow sucking suckering you in oh i actually play with a couple of the PR guys. <laughs> wow, it's full circle. No, no, actually, I, I jumped in. Um, there's a there's a guild that the local Bethesda PR team have started of of pressed folk. So you know, there's a few familiar faces in there that I occasionally jump in with. But with ESO, it's it's definitely more the single player side of things that appeals to me than the, than the group stuff. Um. But I like the, like, spontaneous group things. So, you know, Destiny's, you know, events and things like that that just appear out of nowhere and everyone rushes to it. And that's a lot of fun. But it's not really with your mates. Um, 
for me, I like the simple things because I got a lot of family. So I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of us have family that just got no fucking idea about video games. Um, no, they played a couple of sport games once. And- yeah, yeah, you know. So there's a couple of games that are go tos uh, for for people like that. And there used to be a game on the Xbox 360 called Seen It, uh, which was like a quiz game, and it was based around movies. So it was like had little clips of movies. It was like a Sale of the Century, but for movies. And you had little buzzer controllers and things like that. I had that. It was a lot of fun. It was like Buzz on the PlayStation. Yeah. I was about um, to say that. Yeah, uh, but just based around movies. And uh, I, ca- I can't see why that hasn't... Obviously, probably for licensing rights or whatever, they need to get the movie clips. But something like that would work so well with mobile phones. Like, if Jackbox can do it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's what I'm getting into. The yeah. Best, some of the best gaming sessions I've had since I haven't really left the house to play with friends. Yeah. Like, Jackbox is so good. I cannot understate how genius that fucking thing actually is. And I, like yeah, those I, games are- I think there's a lot of space there because Jackbox is pretty much sitting on its own as far as mm. doing things online. Uh, there's a few of them that can do them in your house, but you can do a lot of the stuff in your house. If you want to plug it into a TV and it's arguably better than that. And yeah. Sean is being very polite and raising a hand. Can we get a quick rundown for those of us, uh, i.e. me that, you don't know what Jackbox. Jackbox is. I don't know what Jackbox is. I haven't Jackbox, experienced it myself. I mean, I ha- you have to use the word box here. <laughs> I think it did, the very first was you don't know Jack, but it's yeah, the first series of like different type of party games. Yeah. Or quiz games. Um, the one I've probably played the most of um, would be, well, you've got a base game called Fibbage, which is just kind of fill in the blank with a lie and try, and then everybody does it. And you're all playing on your phones. So you kind of, there's a room code. And then you're basically trying to fake each other out. It's like Boulder Dash. Like, that one's like Boulder Dash. So, you, yeah, you've got to try and trick each other as who's who's telling the truth and who's telling the lies and, yeah. And then there's a version where it flips. TKO is really good. So, there's one where you just, like, designing, where you spend a shitload of time writing slogans and then designing T-shirts so they kind of get mixed up and you're, like, just voting for the favorites and they can get very inappropriate. Um, some of the newer ones actually have a family-friendly button. You may want to keep that up if your kids are out. It... it- it taps but into that same uh, area that things like Cards Against Humanity taps into. In that's that, what I'm going to say. Anyone Cards can play. Against, it. Anyone, and the thing that's really great about Cards Against Humanity, there are way, mechanically speaking, better games than Cards Against Humanity yeah. and Apple or Apple. But what that game does, what Jackbox does very well, is it is so it is very easy to play, and the fun comes from the players, not the game. Yeah. It's just a situation so, set up to make you have fun. It's like the world's greatest box of icebreaker. Yeah. And it just kind of keeps going. You can When you go to PAX, well, if PAX ever happens, they always have a Jackbox lounge and they run Jackbox sessions every, like, half an hour, hour sort of thing. It's usually outside the main stage on the bean, on the love sacks, the bean bags. But more to the point, if you have... Friends in lockdown right now, and you're all in lock, and you are, or if you yourself are, are not in lockdown, and you have access to Discord or Skype or whatever, you can share a screen on. Yeah. Seriously, consider buying any one of the Jackbox box um, packs and deal with the 20 minutes worth of your friends complaining that they don't understand how it works. Because <laughs> it does act like because it, it's for people who don't play games, it is new and confusing. My um, girlfriend had to do it with her family, and like just push them for 10 minutes and they'll get it. And when they get it, it is 
crazy how fast people turn onto this thing. Yeah. And honestly, you can almost forget that you're in your, a room with a computer screen and a phone by yourself. I think the other one I, I lean on a bit is, and and that's, I guess, because of my who my family is, but golf. Golf makes a really good... Because, I mean, the concept of a golf game is pretty simple. It's either a three-button press or swing the stick back, swing it forward. And, and most most people you'll find understand golf itself at a basic level, and that's Get all you need. Get the ball in the hole and yeah. spend a lot of time waiting. But if you're playing with multiplayer... And, it's, and yelling it's at the ball. Super casual, easy to do. I played a few rounds with... You know, even my old man I used to play with back in the mouse click days, and he... He kind of translated the harder he hit the mouse, the further the ball was going to go. That was in his head. So, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's simple games like that or NBA GM or, you know, that, that pick up and play that, that, um, so uh, what's the NBA playgrounds two does online play. So, you know, things like that really easy to pick up. Even with like my brother understands video games, but he doesn't play them. But he, I sent him up my um, old 360 when he had to go into quarantine uh, for 14 days, and he's kind of been, you know, dipping his toes back into that sort of stuff. Um, so it's it's cool to pick up those old arcadey sort of games with people that are maybe not as parfait with the twin stick control system, or you know. Yeah, I wish I wish the like. We got to the point where, like, downloadable games could become literally any game. Yeah. And we kind of lost that brief glory flash of these kind of small but actually quite polished arcade-style games that happened for, a few, like, the summer of arcade era. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. Um, I think one of the, maybe the first instances I can think of um, was I remember when the original Fantasy Star Online came out on Dreamcast. And after a couple of months... Man, Sean looks confused again. Sean, you used to you need to play games in the past, man. No, he's like, Sorry, Ken, no, 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 no. I only knew. Get your ass back like twenty something, twenty one years or something. <laughs> I was. I just you know, twenty years ago I couldn't afford to buy each and every game in system. Not like now where I've got a wife that, you know, enables me. <laughs> well, that's very handy, but anyway, um yeah. <laughs> PSO, Fantasy Star Online. And like the consensus of this game over time it came basically became yeah it's not the greatest game ever some people had some huge hopes for this it's actually pretty straightforward but holy fuck it is the greatest chat room devised by man <laughs> I mean like I actually never bought it it was actually a friend um, Tamsin he bought it when we were in high school I stupidly bought the fucking Dreamcast control not control pad I'm um, keyboard which was like <laughs> 70 bucks I could have bought a game for that <laughs> but with our powers combined, she, yeah. um, for a brief little while at least, kind of had like a little network of friends from random parts of the US, probably. And they weren't really playing it for the game, they were just hanging out. For the most part, like the game was broken at that point. People had figured out how to just duplicate any treasure, any loot that they found. Yeah. So it really was just an excuse to meet with these people and like just stomp through the dungeon for like an hour together and completely clog up your phone line because that's how you had to do it back then. Over the built-in 56k modem. 33k in Australia, yeah. <laughs> the PAL units literally got gimped. 
Oh, oh God. Ouch. Yeah, I, I I think this era of, you know, trying to connect with people, uh, I think a lot of people have turned to gaming too because of that. Mm. And obviously because game sales are just shooting out the roof and people are stuck at home looking for things to do. So you've got so many new people in the space looking for ways to connect with what? the world. Yeah. Well, look at Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like that ex- that's exploded with people, you know, um, you know, building up their islands and, you know, getting their friends over. I was and stuff never like able that. to and visit a friend's island on that game and that pissed me off so much. Like every um, time I went to that fucking dodo center, I, there was nowhere I, I could go. I ended up um, getting a copy for my Switch because I got it for my daughter last Christmas or like whenever it came out. Mm. I said, all right, no worries, I'll get it for you. And she spent that much time on it that I got another copy so that I could, you know, join her and play with her a little bit. Now, unfortunately, I just didn't have the time to invest in it and keep going back every single day to do things. But it was nice to be able to, you know, she would be on her Switch, I'd be on mine, and we're just doing our thing, you know. I'd go over to her island and do some stuff there, and she'd come over to mine, and, you know, it's just, it's like, it translates to, you know, other other people, you know, friend groups. Wish like Gallery. if Nintendo's online was just less cumbersome, Animal Crossing Mario would Kart. have been like the quintessential example of the sort of shit that I'm trying to get at right now. I think Mario Kart's also there too because there's very few people that won't have a crack at Mario Kart. Yeah, I've never actually really played it online though. I've, I guess it could still work, but my Mario Kart experience really has always relied on other people being in the room with me. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, my boys are playing ridiculous amounts of uh they're playing rocket league on two different systems but they're also they're also playing like uh mixing between fortnite and 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 um halo over two systems and just playing together a lot so fortnite's a weird one because it's the biggest game in the world i don't think any of us play it no but it seems obvious that a lot of the kids who are super into it are not really playing it for anything other than as a virtual playground yeah that's it and they use it to muck it around with their mates and they do stupid stuff in it and you know winning's like we'll sell you clothes in it because this is where it's hip to hang out now yeah and they do concerts in it now like aria grande is doing a concert in Fortnite in the next week or so so it's it's a it's a strange place the, the winning the game is actually incidental to just being in Fortnite now, I think. So it sounds. I mean, if I was thirteen again, I would probably lap this shit mm. up. It sounds almost like what I imagined cyberspace would be like when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. It, it except, like except more dance moves. Yeah, and I don't have to worry about the fact that I can. I am very white. I cannot dance. <laughs> that doesn't matter in the video game. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think. Um, one that's coming up that should be fun, and it's probably along the lines of um, Mario Kart, but is the Hot Wheels Unleashed. And I played the preview of that, and that's just like Micro Machines, if you ever played that, mixed with stunts. So, oh, oh. so there's going to be like this mix of... two games that I like, yes. Yeah, Micro so... Micro Machines, I remember that as a child. I think over online, and there'll be lots of... There's the potential for, you know, to sit there and make a track 
and share it with your mates and then try and beat each other's times or, you know, to race it together in multiplayer. You know, that, that kind of asynchronous multiplayer also works in that I sort of situation. I like that's... Like, uh, I feel like at the moment, like, everything has to be connected, but very yeah. few of these games actually facilitate people, like, hanging out or meaningfully connecting with each other. Yeah, something yeah. like a really simple Trek editor would be a great example of that. Like, if, especially if you're you and your buddy are both, you know... You live down the street from each other, but fucking COVID Delta stream, whatever. You can't go. You're both just hanging out, making tracks, and then just swapping them, and like yep. like sharing notes or something. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of potential for that in Hot Wheels from what I've played anyway. Um, it'll all depend on, I guess, how their sharing system works. But uh, it'd be much the same in Mario Maker. And I know my son makes levels in Mario Maker and makes me try and play through them and, you know, things like that. So... I think there's potential there in those sort of games uh, that, you know, encourage creativity and sharing with friends, not necessarily playing at the same time as friends. Uh, There's there's a bit of room for that, I think, at the moment, because, you know, even though we are stuck at home, we've still got responsibilities, we've still got work, and people are trying to homeschool kids and, you know it gets pretty hard so matching schedules is still just as difficult if not more so uh, but you still feel like you need that connection that you don't get because you're not in the office every day so i would like to see some games that are more focused on story or puzzles and action to like have like a shared save system between yeah like if you imagine like a classic monkey island that you could be playing with a friend and just dreaming it to each other well uh the new uh house of ashes i think it's called uh the duck Dark Pictures Anthology, the new one in that, The House yeah. of Ashes. It's got a five-player party mode. Now, I'm... Did the last one have that as well? I'm not sure, but... Uh, I'm something? I'm, I'm not sure if that's... I'm pretty sure that can be done online with friends, too. It doesn't have to be all in the same room. So, you know, playing through a horror adventure, which is, you know, kind of made up of just different choices and the occasional kind of quick-time event... It's like an interactive movie more than anything. Um, that that would work. I mean, you could do something like that with Telltale games and things too, you know. So hmm. people people play through. I played through the first Walking Dead with Amy watching and we kind of made choices together and that yeah, sort that of thing. Yeah, that was my um, girlfriend and Tales in the Borderlands. And we were playing through Life is Strange until she, in a game where you can literally rewind the choices. She got um, paralyzed about what to say at one point, even after we like rewound everything, and then we just never pressed the <laughs> For those sort of things really where wanna... no one needs to be a gamer to play them, they're just hmm. they're just an interactive story that they're very good backseat driver games. Yeah, yeah, and I don't see why they couldn't work streaming as well. Like very easily, yeah. There's no, there's no need for like worry about lag input or anything like that. So that could definitely work. I think I there's, a- there's not enough games. I don't think out there that cater for people that are new to games, and those sort of experiences are going to bring people into games. Like if they have a good time yeah. with something like that, then there's more chance that they're going to try something that's just a little bit out of their the comfort zone. Power to try and use a camera camera stick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep thinking my dad would love 
knowing my dad, my dad would love civilization if he just sat down and stuck with it. it it's absolutely the type of thing that would appeal to him. Um, but that initial hurdle, and it is a hurdle with civilization, is just too much to get past. Yeah, it is. Sega does have that new one coming. It'd be fan fascinating yeah. to see if, if they actually do have maybe even like a more cooperative kind of a multiplayer going on where like you could literally simulate diplomacy between your lands. Yeah. I'm probably fantasizing that. That's probably actually very, very difficult to pull off and it's going to be a lot easier to make a game where you just nuke each other. <laughs> well, Gandhi nukes you. <laughs> That's the case. Perfect maybe. camouflage. Perfect sheepskin right there. <laughs> And I, yeah, I think I'm still walking this back and thinking there's some really good stuff for this. I would like to see, and I don't think we will. Like, I think if my Japanese was better and I had more Japanese friends, it would help. So, like Fantasy Star Online, and I think for um, that's how Monster Hunter got so big as well. Mm. At least in part. Um, but that was li- like in person multiplayer at its peak. It was like people literally at a train station with PSPs. Yeah. Um, the type that very simple dumbed down MMO that Fantasy Star Online represents. And I think on Xbox might still technically be out in the West. It's just not very many people play it. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's out. Or version 2 or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I don't know anybody who would play that with me anymore. No. Or that I could realistically make the time for. But man, if I was locked in a house and I was like in my early 20s I might that might be the sort of thing that I'd be like yeah I think I have some buddies who might be into this I'm gonna you know buy a six pack of pale ales and pretend that there's somebody in this room and I'm not drinking alone in front of a computer screen to be honest the most fun I've had multiplayer gaming recently was with Dark Alliance it was Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance and I had a, a Paul and Jess and Steven and I did a four player and I do find Video. it interesting that the player two review is actually a lot more positive than the others, and I do wonder if it's because you guys are playing like that. Yeah, I, I think so. It was it, there was quite a few hoops to get this pre-released version to play multiplayer that I had to jump through because, like, they left it to the last minute to get certified. They really did. Um, so there was a few hoops we had to jump through to get it. And I'm not sure that everyone else bothered. Um, but we did and we played in four player and we had an absolute ball. Like it, it's a simple game, but you know, simple games work when you're playing with four people. Maybe you're just a, yeah, very straightforward isometric dra- dungeon romp of any sort. Might yeah. Be kind of perfect for a, well, like, this is third person, but, um, they did away with the isometric angle with this version, but it's third person, but you know, it's simple, like two button combos, got special powers that recharge over time. That's it. You know? Hordes of orcs would come at you. You you know what your your guy can do, and you just mow through thousands of orcs and sounds like glorified and, gauntlet, which I'd get. Bored yeah, well, with and that's and that's exactly was- what it feels like is gaunt, a new version of gauntlet. Um, but yeah, I, I I dug it because it was a lot of fun with with mates. We laughing and you know cracking up, and you know you'd see some janky shit happen, but it didn't matter because you were having a In good fact, time. If you're with buddies, it probably enhances it. If you're by yeah. yourself, you're like, what is this shit? <laughs> you know, you got occasionally there was this this kind of glitch where you got shot up into the sky when you got hit by a big troll. And, you know, we just yeah. sit there pissing ourselves laughing at it. <laughs> Things like that. It just, it just was a... 
It, that's absolutely the way, dumb way it was intended to be played. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that the developers knew that this is this is how they wanted it played. So kind of a shame they didn't manage to get it reviewed like that. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, we should probably start wrapping this up. Sean, do you have anything else to add, or have I have we kind of scraped everything? Um, nah can't really think of anything um well, i suppose the only one thing that does come to mind is um you know for people that aren't huge gamers like my wife's not a gamer at all i once tried to get her playing need for speed and she got car sick um so <laughs> wow yeah and she's also the sort of person that throws the controller like you know she does the whole moving the controller to try and steer um but anyway hopefully she doesn't listen to this um anyway uh stardew valley when they release the multiplayer think about for that, that. Like- um, that's something like she will just get on there and you know I've like I've got a switch for each of my kids plus I've got one for myself and um, so you know either she'd be playing with the kids or I'd be playing with the kids or something and it's just you know just go in just farming and you're not it's not one of those games where everybody's got to be doing the same thing on the same screen. You know, one person can mm. just be building around the farm while the other one goes off and wanders around to the mines and whatever. Um, it's, it's it's definitely a thing of, you know, it's everybody sort of contributing to the end goal, but you don't have to do any one thing. You can just do what you want to do, you know? Congratulations, Sean. You hit it on the head. We have our perfect example of Together Alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's it from me. No, um, the way the multiplayer would work in Stardew is actually a really, really good shout. Um, I would probably just like double down even harder on um, Jackbox, or I think you can buy like Drawful separately. Yeah, and they have sales on it all the time. Like once a month, you can get that for pretty cheap. Probably. You don't need to buy them all. Like just buy whichever one's the cheapest. Yeah. And see what you all think, and then just go. Uh, Words with friends deserves a mention, I think, a quick mention. Oh, damn. You know, like the original asynchronous multiplayer game that just took the world by storm for a while there. Everyone was playing Scrabble on your phones and it just made sense and it worked. It totally did. That brief period where, like, it looked like we were getting, like, fun, creative novel stuff on mobile. Yeah. <laughs> Without microtransactions, it just worked. You watched an ad every game, and that was all you needed to do. So Yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to let that be our closeout. That's, yeah. it's a shame that, maybe it still exists. Maybe people It does. Get it's still again. there. You can still play it, but. I don't know that anyone I mean, is. seriously, if you're listening to this and you have some friends you can talk into it, like, go download Words with Friends again. Yeah. That shit's gold. Yeah. Getting that little bing at the end of each day might just, like, bring a little light to you at the moment. Anyway, thank you very much, Yusuf, for coming on and also um, remembering that these old mobile games existed because I had completely forgotten. Yeah. Do we have anything um, shiny and new on the website that we should be pimping before we wrap this this bundle up? Uh, there was a lot of stuff last week that we, we got out, um, but uh, nothing new on my schedule for this week at this point in time. I'll have the Halo infinite multiplayer test right up soon with there's a halo infinite video up already um the short of it is it's looking quite tasty actually i'm enjoying it um 
And the uh, reason you weren't talking about it earlier was because I wanted Psychonauts. You wanted to talk about Psychonauts too, yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll have an Ascent review up well, by the time this is this is uh, Soon. live or now, so, possibly. But, yeah, you're listening to this, it is up. Yes, yes. Um, and I don't know that Paul and Dylan, who were reviewing it co-op, liked it as much as I did. And I have a theory that's because it plays very much like an old PC game, and I don't think. Console traditional console players will get as much out of it as old PC players do, but hey. But if you're an old fart who used to own a three four eight six or whatever, it's yeah, it, it, yeah, absolutely. All right, cool, Sean. Thank you very much, sir. Do you, you don't have to get up early in the morning. I don't feel as guilty for like dragging you on here again. <laughs> but do you have <laughs> anything coming up in the next couple of weeks in the site Look, or anywhere? Firstly, you never felt guilty once. Um, secondly, Just uh, like this much. Look, I, I do have some stuff I'm working on. One, um, I'm just going to, you know, it's going to be uh, some video work that I'm not going to say anything more about it because i got to get some more work done on it first. Um, but I'm starting, I have started playing a game called Jupiter Hell. Um, so there'll be some stuff coming up about that in the next uh, week or two as well. I haven't played as much as I want to to be, have been able to talk about it tonight. Um, Any early impressions? Any uh, early impressions? It's uh, interesting. It's like it, it, I can <laughs> cool see... the one word that could mean anything. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right. Turn-based uh, yeah, doom is the pitch. Rogue-like tactical shooter. All right. Um, sure. With we'll just go with the description. So yeah. Um, like I'm still wrapping my head around it. I've, I've had a hectic week at work. So I ha- as I said, like I haven't played much of it yet and I haven't really formed too much of an you opinion. Don't. Yeah. Um, you don't have to commit to it. I mean, I spoke glowingly about Neo, which was fantastic until it turned out Huso was right. And that first boss was an impossible bit, bit difficulty spike. And then, then I never played it again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, certain moments. But yeah, that will be coming up on player two soon. Cool. And the game that I was bugging you so, and probably still am bugging for the next review, because I am owed good shit now after, oh my God, whatever, has been delayed. So I don't know when I'm going to have anything <laughs> up other than the podcast soon. <laughs> but you can find me on the Twitters at PretendBeard. Uh, Sean, you are at... At SeanHubP2 on the Twitter. And Huso. Uh, Huso81. Cool. Come, stalk us, or don't, you know, just be friendly. We like it when you're friendly. Play words with friends. Right. But, but not, not, yeah, play words with friends. I forgot, like, man, I, like, just moved to Japan when that game had come out. You know, like, that, the drawing one as well, or was that the same thing? I'm just getting all mixed up. There was a drawing one. Yeah, it was like Pictionary. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was weird playing with Japanese people because they, there are classic spelling mistakes that just break it <laughs> really badly. Like, I think one of them the word she was trying to get across to me was globe yeah but she kept on drawing a glove uh yeah so that didn't work